Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your local real estate needs. Just a reminder as always, please support the show by liking, reviewing, subscribing, rating, all of those things. If you're not sure how to do that, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I have people reach out to me all the time like, hey, it's not very intuitive in Apple Podcasts how to uh, leave you a rating. Well, it's not. You have to go to the show page and you have to scroll down and then you can leave five stars. It's it's really frustrating. Um, on YouTube, it's pretty straightforward. If you can find my podcast, which by the way, I just realized I need to turn my phone on mute. Um, if you find my podcast on YouTube, the simplest way to do that is to search for Selling Greenville Podcast. Somebody already has the Selling Greenville channel, sadly. Uh, they don't use it, uh, but uh, if you search Selling Greenville Podcast, you can find me on YouTube. It's very simple to like or leave a comment and to subscribe. Um, so please do that if you get the opportunity. And uh, I've got a lot more content coming for you guys that I'm really excited about. Um, just recorded another interview uh, yesterday, actually, as I'm recording this one. That interview won't come out for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited for some of this content that I will be providing for you guys here in the future. You don't want to miss it. All right, today we are going to be talking about the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors Market Stats. And that is something that I am very excited to share with you here. So if you're looking on YouTube, uh, you can actually see, you can actually follow along with the graphics that I will be looking at. Uh, so these are the Greater Greenville Association stats uh, that came out this month, October, middle of October, um, and they're through the month of September. So we're going to do this that we always do. We always go through this, and I share my thoughts. We're going to actually talk through this data. So we're going to start right at the top with new listings. New listings were down year-on-year 11.7%. We had new listings come in at 1,697. That's down substantially from the 1,921 that we had in September of last year. Now, I want to point out a few things here. It's very, very normal that we have uh, the the pattern that we're showing here. So here's the pattern that we had. We had uh, new listings... uh, basically reached their seasonal high. Technically, it was March, uh, March, but March was kind of a weird month because we were playing catch-up from the earlier months. So really, we had, in my opinion, the seasonal high for new listings in June, which was 1,933, and then it dropped down in July uh, to about 1,700, and then popped back up in August to 1,900, and then back down in September to around 1,700. This is a pretty normal trend, actually. If you're looking historically, you'll see that almost every year there's this little bump that happens, and usually that little bump is the uh, is the month of, of August, actually. It's people putting their homes on the market right before the school year, um, all those new listings that come in. You know, people go on vacation during July. July can be a little bit of a sleepy month for real estate, but if you look almost every single year... Um, and I'm not going to go back to the pandemic years because, you know, 2020 through 2022 uh, were not normal years for us. But if you look at other years, there's always this little bump that happens in August. And then uh, we see things kind of tail off uh, after that. Sometimes there's another little bump that happens in October. We've seen that in a few years. 
so we'll see if maybe that happens. Right now, just my read on the ground is that probably October numbers will be pretty similar to September numbers, uh, but we might see a very slight bump up from the September new listings data. Uh, but right now, um, I've seen inventory uh, as a result of new listings definitely has gone up substantially the past two months, which we'll see uh, here in a little bit. But right now, it's kind of hovering around what it's been for the past few weeks. So the new listings data uh, has kind of, it seems like it's kind of flatlined so far where we are in October. But obviously, we'll know more once we get that trailing data next month. Uh, pending sales, I always warn you guys, if you're a new listener, uh, pending sales for the most recent month is always inaccurate. So it looks like September is really, really low. You know, it's saying that September was down 42.5% year on year. That is not going to be accurate. Um, now, that being said, it's for sure going to be down. It'll probably be, uh, once this data is revised, it'll probably end up being the 1100 to 1200 range. September of last year was 1265. So our pending sales numbers are still running low year on year. Um, we are still very much in the process of seeing the real estate correction as a result of rates being where they are and all of that. Um, but if we look back at August, that kind of gives us a more accurate depiction. August, when we looked at the data last month, August was, to, just to show you how off this, this information is, August was running at 851 pending sales was what it said uh, last month when this data came out, and then it was revised to 1,232. That's a big revision, okay? So instead of being down 38% year-on-year, August actually ended up being down 10.9% year-on-year. But that's still a big number. That's our biggest year-on-year -year number to date. We've not had a double-digit, we almost did in July, but we had not had a double-digit dip in pending sales year-on-year -year until August happened. Um, and so... Again, this is the direct result of mortgage rates knocking on the door of 8%. For some people, they are 8% or higher. If you're an investor looking for financing in this market, you're going to be paying over 8%. That's just the way it is. Um, and so that's what's happening. We're seeing active uh, activity really drop off right now as a result of pending sales. Now, that being said, um, I'm personally still quite busy. Um, I know a lot of other agents that are quite busy, but this bodes, what, what this tells me is that the, the fourth quarter, uh, really once we kind of get into the holiday season, I think we're going to see these pending sales really drop off. Uh, we did see that happen last year as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this year tracks in comparison to last year. If we see pending sales continue to run lower than last year into uh, late into this year, November, December, then we're going to see a very, very slow fourth quarter. Um, and, and so that will really, really impact sellers if, uh, if this trend continues. Um, and it looks like for the month of September, it probably will continue. So we'll, we'll have to keep, uh, you know, once the September numbers get revised, I believe that that will show the case, probably the same thing for October as well. Um, and, but really what will be interesting we saw the big turn in the market last year in November and December, so it will be interesting to see what happens uh, in those months. Closed sales, closed sales uh, for September. This number usually is accurate, or at least pretty close to being accurate. Um, also down uh, substantially, down 10.1% year on year. 
So we saw uh, 1,320 closed sales for the month of September. That was down from 1,468 September of 2022. Again, the same trend is happening uh, as uh, as we're seeing when it comes to the pending sales. We've only had one positive month all year. That was the month of May, and that was uh, May having just a lot of closed sales because it was just playing catch up, right? After the slow fourth quarter and the slow beginning to the first quarter of this year, we had a lot of activity in March and April, and that resulted in a lot of closed sales in May, relatively speaking. Um, not a lot in comparison to a few other years, um, but a lot in comparison to what we've been seeing uh, really the past 18 months. And so uh, the rest of the year has just been a down year. This is why I've said multiple times we're in a housing market recession, even if the broader economy is perhaps not in a recession. I guess that's debatable. Uh, but the housing market is definitely and definitely has been a recession for quite some time. Um, and the only reason why we've seen why it hasn't felt like a recession, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, is because the inventory data has not caught up to pre-pandemic trends yet. Um, and that's something that we'll talk about here in a second. I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself. Now, here's something that's interesting. Days on market until sale. This is one of the key indicators that kind of tells us like what the market is doing, whether it's kind of going in a buyer direction or going in a seller direction. It moved in the month of September more in the seller direction and went down again to 40 days on market. We had seen it jump from July uh, of 38 days on market until sale through August. It went up to 41 days on market until sale. But then the month of September, it went back down to 40. Now, that's still an increase year on year, but that's because September of 2022, we were still at those sub 30 days on market until sale numbers, which was still historically extremely low. If you're looking at the graphic that I'm showing you, you see that it by the end of the year, it goes way up. The end of the year 2022, it goes way up. So um, we're still showing a big increases. 48% year on year, but that is likely to change big time uh, coming up here as we see the October, November, December prints of these numbers. Um, now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, if we reflect what last year's numbers were and we start to see 50, 60 days on market until sale, that's going to very much feel like a buyer's market, even though traditionally speaking, it wouldn't be. Traditionally speaking, that would just be taking us back to normal pre-pandemic levels. Um, but that would be a big system shock. And that's really the story of the market right now, right? It's not so much what things are in comparison to what they were in the past. It's more how quickly things are flipping and how quickly the market is changing, right? Interest rates, I hear people say all the time, well, mortgage rates, historically speaking, are not that high. Yes, correct. If you look at the 20, 30, 40, 50 year numbers, yeah, you're right. But we've never seen mortgage rates go up 250% in a year. And so that is the story. It's not looking back at historically what is high or low. It's looking at how quickly things have changed. That has impacted the market because the market doesn't have time to adjust, right? When interest rates go up or go down slowly, the market has time to adjust. But when things skyrocket or plummet, 
very quickly, which has been really the story not just of the past year. The story of the past year has been these rates going up. But if you want to go back to the pandemic, the story was when rates plummeted. That's what impacted the market then. Um, and so this is kind of just the story of, of real estate nationwide, but also in Greenville. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if the days on market trend kind of remains stable. It's been pretty stable since June. We've been in the high 30s, uh, low 40s. Uh, you could maybe make the argument, you know, May was at 44 days on market, so really going back to May. Um, so it'll be fascinating to see if we uh, if we see days on market until sale make the dramatic shift into the 50s, and uh, and it almost hit 60 earlier this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. My my guess is that we'll probably go at least into the high 40s, low 50s in the fourth quarter, perhaps even into January of next year. Uh, but we'll have to see. The it's, it's very unpredictable. I did not anticipate it going back down to 40 like it did uh, for the month of September. So we'll have to keep track of that. Median sales price, this is one of everyone's favorite numbers to look at because this kind of tells us what the market's doing, right? We had one month where the uh, sales price went down year on year this year. Otherwise, it's been a pretty stable year. Um, we've only had one uh, month the entire year where we saw the median price point go up greater than uh, greater than 2.7%, and that was January. January, we saw prices go up year-on-year 6.5%. Otherwise, it's been below 3% every single month, most months below 2%, um, and with the one-month May having a decrease year-on-year, but otherwise, we've been in the positives all year Year-on-year, in terms of the median sales price, September was no different. September, we saw prices go up 1.6%, now back up to uh, 319900 So we've been hovering in this like 315 to 320-ish range basically since May. And that's very interesting to see prices go up in September because we're in the time when prices seasonally tend to go down. Look at the trend Historically speaking, prices this time of year in the fourth quarter, they tend to, I guess September technically, not the fourth quarter, but around this time of year, you typically see prices tail off from their peak. What were their peak this year? The peak was 320. What are we at right now? We're at 399. That's basically 320. So we're basically right up there at the peak for the year. So that's really, really interesting. Uh, Again, I've said this before. I apologize for repeating myself, but for those that don't listen every single month that are, or perhaps every single week, Greenville, the Greenville market is a very stable market. Our highs are not as high as other markets, and our lows are not as low as other markets. So this is very interesting. I've been saying, again, I've been saying this for a while, to determine whether or not we're seeing a seasonal decrease that is greater than what we would expect, I would expect to see uh, the median sales price plunge into uh, the low 390s, perhaps high 380s. Or sorry, low 290s, high 280s. <laughs> if we saw it go into three, 380s, 390s, that would be insane. Uh, no, we're talking about 290s, 280s. Right now, we're nowhere near that. Um, so it would take a pretty big drop-off for the median sales price for us to end the year in the negatives. Um, we ended, let's see here, 
December of last year ended at 295. So for us to see a year-on-year decrease, we need to see uh, basically this median sales price go into uh, the mid-200s. Right now, we're pretty far away from that. Um, and so the market uh, is is really continuing to remain stable. Prices are continuing to remain high in spite of mortgage rates being where they are. So, uh, so that's definitely something to keep track of. The average sales price, again, we don't focus too much on this because averages when it comes to prices are really skewed by the upper end of the market. The median is really more, tells more accurately what the story of the market is. But if you're interested, uh, the average sales price hit an all-time high of 385773 So that is a Greenville record. You can see that on the chart. Um, that was a 6.3% increase year on year. And the one interesting tidbit about this is that that's the highest increase that we've seen since January. Um, so the luxury housing market right now, the upper end of the market right now in Greenville is very strong. Uh, that is one of the strongest markets. And it's very simple. it's not rocket science. It's strong because that part of the market is insulated from the high interest rates, right? People that have a lot of money that can afford luxury housing by Greenville standards are not really impacted by these high interest rates. A lot of these purchases over a million dollars are purchased cash anyway. Um, So it doesn't matter. These averages are going to probably continue to be strong going into the fourth quarter. I'm sure we'll see a seasonal dip which again, if you're looking at the chart, you can see that there is always that seasonal dip off from the high, but we're not seeing it yet. We just had the highest print of the year for the month of September. Um, so that, again, these are very fascinating things to to track. This is not what we're seeing on the national level. I think this is very important to, to share. On the national level, we're seeing prices really dive off the map. So Greenville is, uh, is showing a lot more stability then we're seeing nationwide. Good if you're selling, not good if you're buying. A percent of list price received. This is basically when you've got a house listed, how much can you expect to sell it for, right? If you have a house listed for $100,000, which not many people do, uh, are you going to get $100,000? Are you going to get $98,000? Whatever. Uh, right now, we've seen, again, stability and the percent of list price received, 98.7%. So if you have a listing for $100,000, you can reasonably expect to get uh, $98,700 for that listing. That's not really accurate because if you have a listing for $100,000, you're going to get most likely well above that because there just aren't any listings at that price point right now. Um, but we're, we're talking, I'm, I'm oversimplifying things. This number doesn't account for seller concessions, so you do have to factor that in. If the seller is paying for buyer closing costs, that's not baked into this number. So keep that in mind as well. Um, but this is stable. We've seen uh, basically it's hovered in the uh, low 99s, high 98s, basically for the entire year with the exception of the first few months of the year. Um, 98.7% is exactly the same as August. Um, it, July it was 98.8%. Um, and year on year, this is just a decrease of 1%. And this is what we're going to see. Um, we're, we're going to see, basically, basically we've been seeing kind of big decreases year on year. But now we're going to start comparing favorably to last year. Because by this point last year, interest rates had had started to go up 
into the high fives, started to to knock on the door of sixes. Um, And so that was when the market really uh, took a dive off the cliff. And so we're going to start to see some favorable prints year on year. You can see, again, if you're looking at the graph, um, you can see that it went down into, uh, oh boy, what is this? Uh, The low low 98s, high 97s uh, last year. So if we stay in the mid 98s, we'll start to see actually some positive year-on-year prints in terms of the percent of list price received. The long story short is that uh, if you're a buyer in this market, you want to know, okay, how much can I reasonably expect to get a seller to come down off their listing? Right now, on average, it's about 1.3%, but that varies greatly. That's the average, right? If a home has been on the market For months, you're going to get more than that. If a home has just come on the market, you're probably not going to get much, if any, uh, of of the price to come down. Um, So these are averages, and that's something to keep in mind. Housing Affordability Index. Um, This uh, basically tells us how much the median household can afford. If we're at 100, then that means the median household can afford the median priced home. Uh, We're at 84. Not a great number. Um, That is a decrease 8.7% from a year ago when it was at 92. Um, And again, this number is taking into effect the average price, is taking into effect average mortgage rates, and it's taking into effect median income. And I probably should have said median for all of those things, not average. Uh, Median price, median mortgage rates, median income. Um, And so it's at 84, uh, not a particularly affordable market right now. This is why housing affordability is a big talk talking point right now, even among politicians that don't really understand um, how to bring about affordable housing. They're still talking about it because they understand that that people are impacted by it. But again, even the people impacted by it, they want to, a lot of them want to stop building and all of that. Uh, you do that, this number is just going to keep going down. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, again, as we go into uh, the slow part of the year, we might see this number uh, jump back up a little bit. Historically speaking, it would typically jump back up in the winter months. Um, and the reason for that being is that things just slow down. Prices, pe- buy, uh, sellers typically can't sell their home for as much as they would in the winter months. It's just a slower market in general. Uh, but if mortgage rates climb into the eights, which right now, as I'm recording this, uh, we've seen the 10-year yield hit a new high. Um, I'm recording this October 17th. Um, the 10-year yield is kind of what we look at. That's a good predictor of what mortgage rates, the 30-year uh, mortgage rates will do. Um, and so if the 10-year yield hits 5%, most likely mortgage rates will hit 8%. And uh, at the moment, it's looking like there's a very good chance that might happen. The Fed has done everything they can. They, I, they are finally, finally, the Federal Reserve is getting nervous um, about what's happening when it comes to these rates. Um, and and for the first time in a long time, we've had multiple of the hawkish uh, Fed presidents and governors come out with statements saying, hey, I think we've done enough. Um, and this is the first time in a while. Now, what we haven't heard them say, anything about rate decreases. What we're hearing them say right now, and, and this was the first step uh, for us to, prior to them to start to say, okay, we're going to decrease rates, is for them to say, okay, we've done enough, we're going to hold the line for now. Um, but they're intentionally, everything they say is hyper-analyzed by the market. 
And so, and they know this. They know they can manipulate the market by simply making statements. And so they've been pretty unified by saying, by going from a hawkish, hey, we might need to make more rate hikes or at least one more rate hike this year. That's what they had been saying up until just recently. They started basically in unison saying, okay, I think we've done enough. And that's because they're looking at uh, at numbers like the 10-year yield and saying, uh, okay, um, this is really, really high, and this could really have a negative impact on the economy as a whole. Um, and so they, they've come out with more dovish statements lately. Um, that, it seemed to help last week. Uh, if, if I were recording this last week, I would have been like, okay, you know, we've seen the, the 10-year yield come down a little bit. We've seen the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage come down a little bit. Um, unfortunately, it went right back up. And now we're seeing that there is the possibility that those average mortgage rates could uh, could end up going over 8% for the first time in a very long time. Uh, so we'll see what happens there um, and, and what the Fed uh, tries to do. I don't think that they're going to decrease rates, but they might make some more statements trying to uh, get the market to uh, to change a little bit and become you know a, a little bit more... Uh, friendly when it comes to these rates. We'll see. That, that'll that be something to keep track of. Inventory of homes for sale. Uh, this is another one where the most recent month, the month of September, is not going to be accurate. Um, if I look at, I've got on another screen here that you guys can't see, I can look at what August, uh, when, when these stats came out last month, August was uh, listed at, at 3812 and then that was revised back down to 3398 um, so about 400 uh, homes uh, for sale high so most likely same thing for September most likely September is closer to about 3500 um, which would be a, uh, a a little bit of an increase year on year from September of last year which was 3453 um, uh, the month of August was up Inventory was up 6.6% year on year. I do think that that trend will continue. I've seen inventory continue to go up. But like I said, the past couple of weeks, it seems like it's kind of stabilized. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, if new listings data falls in the, in the next few weeks, in the next few months, then inventory will end up stabilizing perhaps in the mid-3000s. Uh, historically speaking, that is below the pre-pandemic norm, which was around 4,000 homes for sale. Um, if we ended up coming around 4,000 homes for sale, that would be really good news for, for buyers, in generally speaking. Um, although it, it's it's tough because, right, because it doesn't necessarily mean that there's good inventory for sale. It just means that there's inventory for sale. There's a lot of bad inventory right now. I've seen it. I've shown it. Um, particularly in the lower price points, if you're below 300000 a lot of bad inventory out there, a lot of homes that um, are for sale that still need work. Um, and so this number is a little bit deceiving. Um, but uh, basically, we've seen inventory continue to go up. We, we've not yet seen a month in which inventory has been down year on year. And I believe that that's going to continue for September. Now, what'll be interesting is whether... Uh, that continues into October, November, December, uh, because we did have in, uh, well, it looks like actually our peak, now that I'm looking at this, our peak was October of last year. Um, so that will be uh, 
that'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if we have a single negative month in terms of inventory. Uh, at the moment, just based on looking at this data, we, we may actually end up having every month this year as more inventory of homes for sale uh, than we did any month last year. Uh, month supply, again, this is not going to be accurate for the month of September because we're dividing inventory of homes for sale at the end of the given month, a number that's always wrong, by the monthly pending sales from the last 12 months, which is always also a number that's always wrong. So this 3.2 number, this is going to be in the high twos once they revise it. Um, the more important number is August was 2.7, uh, which is an, an increase from every other month that we've had this year and an increase year on year from the 2.3 of August of 2024, I was 2024. Where'd that come from? August 2022. Um, so it was up from 2.3 to 2.7 year on year. I suspect September will also be up slightly, maybe at 2.8, 2.9, something like that. So we're slowly approaching uh, three months of inventory, uh, which we have not had in a very long time. So we will uh, we'll keep track of that. That is pretty much all I want to cover, except for one little thing, and this is, we'll look at the quick facts here. The strongest uh, price range, or the price range with the strongest sales, was $1 million and $1. I hate that they have to do that, but $1 million and $1 and above had a 7.6% increase. So again, this is what I'm talking about. The homes that are essentially insulated from these high interest rates are the luxury homes. The luxury housing market is the market right now that is basically not being impacted by all these higher interest rates, all of those things. Um, here's another little interesting tidbit. The property type with the strongest sales, which was still a decrease, still a 1.9% decrease year on year, but it's an interesting detail. The property type with the strongest sales was condos, okay? And this is because condos are more affordable right now than single family homes. And so we're seeing more people that traditionally would have to, that would traditionally want to buy a single family home. They're having to purchase condos and townhomes. So uh, very interesting detail there. I, I believe that both of these trends will continue, maybe not at the same rate, uh, but I do think that both of these trends will continue. So uh, that is all that I have uh, to share with you guys today. I appreciate you guys uh, watching and listening. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. As always, please like, rate, review the show in whatever app, pod, uh, whatever app, whatever platform, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, Stitcher Radio, and, if, and by the way, if we're not on a platform that you want us to be on, please let me know that as well. And I'll make sure to get this podcast on that platform. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And we will talk again next time.